the word of God works. Amen. The things that God say are true. Anything that God says is true. God does not lie. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, it says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner was entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It's impossible for God to lie. If God says anything, he means it and it is true. And the Bible talks about God and says that God is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hallelujah. Now, when we come to Christ and we are in Christ, if you find yourself doing things or we find ourselves doing things that are not right, we go to him and petition him. We come to him with the prayer or petition. We come to him to ask help of the Lord. We're dealing with various kinds of prayer and we're still on the prayer of petition. Is that not true? Now, as I was, you know, meditating on these things, the Lord began to say, go to the basics. Just have a, let's have a conversation on this. Prayer generally involves asking or inviting our Heavenly Father to intervene in our affairs or the affairs of others here on earth. And we do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with thanksgiving. Prayer involves us asking or inviting God, our Heavenly Father, to intervene in our affairs or the affairs of others here on earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with thanksgiving. Now, if you're not a child of God, God is not your Heavenly Father. If you have not received Jesus as Lord over your life, God is not your heavenly father. God is God to you. You don't have a relationship with him. All of us in this room can desire that you have that relationship, but except you make up your mind to have that relationship, it will never happen. Now, a prayer of supplication or petition it's a definite request. It's a definite request. It's not like you throwing up, throwing a die, and whatever it jumps into, then that is what, you know, no. It's a definite request. A prayer petition or supplication is a definite request. There's a request. There's something 
specific that you're asking for. Petition is definite. Father, I need $500. I need a car. What kind of car do you need? You put it there. According to the proportion of your faith. The thing you're asking for is according to the proportion of your what? Faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. You cannot ask above your faith. That's what makes a fake prayer and a real prayer. You can ask because you believe in God's ability to meet your needs. That is still faith. But you cannot ask above what you understand or know about God. Where the knowledge of the word of God is there, faith is there. You can't ask God for something you do not know that he offers you. So it is important to have a working knowledge of the word of God. Now I'm talking about answering, getting prayers answered. Now there are times when there is not enough time for you to go and do all of that. Shouldn't you still pray? Pray. But if you see that you're not being answered, there are certain things you need to look at. And those are the things that I'm talking to you about. There is something I want you to throw out the door when you're dealing with God. Feelings. As time goes on, your feelings will come into it when you understand that it is not by your feelings. Your prayer is not answered because you felt that they were answered. You know, sometimes you can pray and it will look as if the ceiling was like brass. How many of us know what I'm talking about? It has nothing to do with it. What it just means is that the enemy is opposing you. He's trying to oppose you. He's trying to discourage you from praying. And when you are not skilled in the things of God, you will assume that God does not want you to pray that thing. God is not in the realm of our feelings. God is a spirit. There's a fine line between the spirit and your emotions and feelings because it looks like it's the same thing, but it's not. One is a spiritual force. It comes in contact with your human spirit. The other is carnal, is, in this, is on this earth. It's in this earth realm. Depression is in this earth realm. Discouragement is in this earth realm. In fact, you can be a champion and be discouraged. You can have the skills to be a world champion, but you're discouraged. There's a, in, in the scriptures, something happened to King David. And he and his men went out to fight for the Lord somewhere. They, they, went to do, they, they carried out a raid somewhere. And by the time they came back, the enemy had raided his camp. It says that it came to pass that when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives and that were there, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Verse 3. 
So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They started crying. These are, these are men of war. If you like an example of, you know, the Marines, they came back from war and started crying like babies. They were crying. They cried until tears dried up. They had no more power to cry. <laughs> and David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. This is discouragement. He was troubled. He was, his joy seemed to have gone for a moment. He looked like a loser. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There was discouragement. He was distressed. You know, people get into depression as believers, which ought not to be. No child of God should be depressed. I'm not saying it cannot attack you, but you should not allow it to stay there. Because what that means is that the adversary is advancing against the gates of Zion. You need to know that you belong to God. You belong to Jesus, the king of the universe. So when the gates of hell are coming against you, you see, hell has its signs. Sorrow, depression. When you see these things, the devil is at work. Depression, anxiety, fear, uncontrollable regret, sickness. Disease, bad luck, the devil is at work. The devil is the author of bad luck. In the kingdom of God, there is no such thing as luck. You're either blessed or you're cursed. So the world calls being cursed bad luck. Nobody was born into this world created by God to have bad luck, to have misfortune. Misfortune is not of God. Death was not of God. It was not God's idea. Death is an enemy. It's not a friend. It's a spirit. It's a satanic being. It's a spirit. Hallelujah. So he was distressed. He was discouraged. But what did he do? He cut himself. I said, no. God has been good to me. Where we went to, we were successful. Is it because we came back and something has happened here now and I should be discouraged? No. No. He encouraged himself, put back the scripture, where's the goal? 
He, but David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. He knew one thing. God was on his side. God was not against him. He knew that God would work a miracle if he believed God. And David said to Abiathar, the, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me here the ephod. And Abiathar brought Hitida, the ephod, to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. And, and he answered him. Now, what you're seeing here is a petition. He took a specific request to Jehovah. He took it to God. Let me say this. He did not do anything presumptuously. He didn't just get up and say, because I'm David, I'm going to go after them. Your men are discouraged. He prayed. He took a specific request to God. He said, Lord, should I, or should I, should I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Assuming I go after them, Will I be able to overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. The Bible said that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And so, when you want to ask God for something, first is you can't be a God hater. Because I don't like Christians, I don't love God, don't want, no, you can't talk like that. You can't be a God hater or a hater, a hater of Christians and go to God. The only thing you can do to, with him at that point, is to ask for mercy and reconcile yourself to him. So David made this specific request and God gave him more than he asked for. He said, you asked if you can pursue and I said, go ahead. You asked if you overtake them. I said, yes, you will. Then he added to it and without fail, recover all. So David went after them. And recovered everything. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right. Let's go back to what we're talking about. So it's a definite request. The definite request. The things that we want of the Lord. And they are also things we cannot do by ourselves. There are four things to the prayer or petition. Hallelujah. In John chapter 16 verse 23 we see what Jesus said about it. He said, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. So we're not asking it of Jesus. We're asking it of God the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, He that too have ye asked nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive 
that your joy may be full. So in the prayer petition, we have four things there. Now, let us also look at our main text that we started with. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, definite request, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You will go somewhere quietly and talk to God. If you have faults in your life, you want God to take care of them, you go quietly somewhere and talk to the Lord. I said, Lord, this and these are things that I'm doing. I don't like doing them. Please help me to take them out of my life. And he will take care of it. But you grow to a point where he says you need to renew your mind. Get that thing out of your system. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, he says here that we pray, we make this definite request with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let's not be ungrateful people. You know, sometimes, especially in some part, you know, in the coming generation, there people don't say thank you. You can do, give the world to them. They don't say thank you. They say, yeah, 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 yeah. Thumbs up for you, and they walk. They don't say thank you. And some will say, What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I knew you did all of that, but what have you done for me lately? There is this sense of entitlement. When you come into the house of God, you go, you come to Him with a heart open to hear Him, and you're willing to. If you have needs, bring it to him by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Be thankful. Have a heart of gratitude. If it was not because David was the kind of person he was, he would have taken it that God was against him and start complaining. He would have started complaining. And he would not have gotten out of that distress. Perhaps he, those soldiers would have stoned him to death. But he showed he knew God. He encouraged himself in God. When things come up, no matter what it is, go to God. Leave other people. Other people may not be feeling the things you're feeling. They don't have the problems that you have. Go somewhere. And if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, I, I feel very sorry for you. Be filled with the Spirit. Go somewhere and go and pray. Go and take up this thing before the Lord. In prayer, talk to him about it. Talk to because you're the one carrying the burden. You're the one that is feeling this thing. You're the one that is stressed out. So you go and pray. But whilst you're going through some, you know, a, 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 a tough time right now, the Bible tells us what to do when there is when there is affliction. Affliction is distress. Hallelujah. What should the child of God do when he is afflicted? What should he do? James chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering evil? And he, he said, he should pray. He should do what? Pray. That's what I'm saying. 
Pray. It's not when we have all night, you will not come. We're even encouraging. You know what that is? That's practice. Because you're supposed to have your own prayer life. You're supposed to be somebody who shut the door upon yourself and go to God. If that thing is so, you know, whatever it is that is going on inside of you, you go to God and refuse to take no for an answer. Say, I cannot be denied. I cannot be refused. God, you're my father and your responsibility, then you carry it in your spirit and you're praying. You pray in tongues until something happens, until heaven answers.